You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Confessions of Anobi Shad. We're going to do a joint interview today as we listen to the dying embers of Nine Inch Nails. On occasion, I like to do these joint episodes of Confessions and Holistic Health News when they overlap. And they mostly overlap when we talk about obesity because that's what Confessions of an Obese Child is about. That's my first podcast that I started and it has to do with my experiences growing up as an overweight child. And the first 20 episodes are little vignettes of, of experiences that I had as a child, like the competitive eater where I talk about how I used to challenge other kids to pizza eating contests at all-you-can-eat buffets. I talk about my experiences in the gym class, in the locker room, in the amusement park, in the swimming pool, and so forth. And then the last 30 or so episodes are post-weight loss issues, dealing with survivor's guilt, coping mechanisms, binge eating, exercise addiction. And then I've interviewed a couple of people who are also formerly overweight. We talk about the scars that we have because of it and how we're trying to purge them. Today, we're going to talk about about 40% of U.S. adults are obese government survey fines. This isn't good. About 4 in 10 American adults are obese, and nearly 1 in 10 is severely so, government research said Thursday. This just came out uh, in late February. The CDC findings come from a 2017-18 health survey that measures height and weight. More than 5,000 U.S. adults took part. Now, talking about height and weight, I did an episode over at Holistic Health News about a month ago where I talk about the average height and weight of uh, a man and a woman in America. And I talk about, not to single out women here, but I talk about women, how the average weight of a woman is 170 pounds and is 5'3". 170 pounds and 5'3". So, of course, they're way above the BMI. This is a problem, not just in terms of finding a mate for you for you women, but in just in general, right? Higher rate of comorbidity high rate of, of diseases, which we'll talk about here in a second. But it's a major problem. Right? We're all getting bigger and fatter. The survey found that the obesity rate was 42%, higher than the 40% found in a similar study in 2015-16. The severe obesity rate was more than 9% in the new survey, up from 8%. Those increases aren't considered statistically significant. The survey numbers are small enough that there's a mathematical chance that rates didn't truly rise. But it's clear that obesity in America is trending up, according to CDC's Cynthia Ogden, one of the report's authors. A half a century ago, about 1 in 100 Americans were obese, so 1%. Now it's 10 times more common. And the obesity rate has risen about 40% in the last two decades. Time for some tea. I got this new white tea when I took my trip. I love it. It's white tea with cinnamon, vanilla, and mint mixed in it. I went to a tea store, and I just love this because those are my three favorite herbals. So hold on. Podcasting at its best while you listen to me drink tea. The findings suggest that more Americans will get diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, says William Deitz, a George Washington University obesity expert. It will also be increasingly difficult for doctors to care for so many severely obese people, Deitz said. 
He also estimated that on average, every primary care doctor treating adults has about 100 severely obese patients. Quote, how's a provider going to do that? Severe obesity really requires very intensive therapy. And here's the problem with the, with the primary doctors is the average visit is like nine minutes. And see, lots of times doctors, and, and I used to work at an urgent care clinic for years, doctors don't even really bring up the obesity things with their patients. They'll be like, hey, you know, it'd be great if you can lose weight and so forth. But they don't spend a lot of time. So when, when you challenge a doctor, it's like, hey, why don't you, why, why don't you talk more about clinical nutrition? Like uh, we, we have that episode probably around episode 100, 120, where we talk about how botanical science, herbal, you know, herbalism, and clinical nutrition, they, uh, most doctors in medical school only spend about six weeks on that, but they spend two years on pharmacology. And the retort, and one of the reasons is two years of pharmacology, and go to the video we did on how big pharma has taken over medical schools through grants and bribes and so forth. They'll say, well, you know, we know nutrition's important, but people aren't going to change. And and then if you couple that with the fact that they only talked to them for nine minutes, I mean, there's only so much lip service. You're like, hey, you should lose weight. And the patient will be like, yeah, I know, and that's it. It's not, it's not like they can spend a lot of time because they know people won't change. And they're right to a certain extent. I am an exception, and there's others who are like me, a small minority of people who changed and lost a lot of weight and have kept it off, and for my case, 28 years. But it's it's a rarity. Let's keep going. Diets faults the government for not pushing more measures to promote physical activity and better eating. Yeah, that doesn't really make a big difference. Building more sidewalks and passing a national tax on sugary beverages can make a big difference. Yeah, it won't make a difference. That, that's the typical liberal response. More control and taxation. Has that really worked for other things? No. I mean, if you're addicted to food, you're just going to spend more money on it. Yeah, go put a tax on ding-dongs. People are still going to buy ding-dongs. Obesity, which means not merely overweight, but seriously overweight, is considered one of the nation's leading public health problems. What else, along with what else? Cell phone addiction. Narcissism. <laughs> it is measured by the body mass index, a BMI figure calculated from a person's weight and height. A BMI of 25 is considered overweight. A BMI of 30 is obese. A BMI of 40 is severely obese. A person who is five foot four, the average height for U.S. women, and actually it's, it's five foot three, but, is considered obese at a weight of 174 pounds and severely obese at 232. A person who is five nine, the average height for a man, is deemed obese at 203. Man, how many men do we know are 203? Yeah. Okay, so this is a short article. Here, here's I'm going to give you the very cynical view of this. Obesity is only going to get worse, and it's not really why they talk about, oh, we need more sidewalks. Sure. Like if you go to a town that is more conducive to walking, like Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, or San Diego, these kind of healthy towns, Salt Lake, um, they have healthier people. But, but one of the reasons they have healthy people is not because they necessarily have more trails to walk. It's because they tend to have a higher SES. And we know that the higher the socioeconomic level of, of somebody is, the better chance they're going to be in shape. The best example is go to rich neighborhoods in the town that you're in. If you go to rich neighborhoods, the people tend to be in better shape than if you go to poor neighborhoods. Why? Because they can afford it. Yes, they can afford healthier food. But in general, wealthier people tend to put more of a priority and being in shape. They'll go to the gym more and they'll work harder. And, and there's a variety of levels. Whereas you go to poor neighborhoods, it's it's obesity galore. Now, the other issue is the food. And we talk about this at Holistic Health News since episode one. All the toxins that they put in our food that are obesogens, monosonium glutamate, MSG, 
They put it in chips and soups and Italian food and Chinese food. And I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, that's an obesogen. If you look at all the preservatives, sodium, potassium sorbate, uh, sodium nitrate, sodium nitrite, those are obesogens. Um, if you look at, uh, what else? What else is an obesogen? Oh, high fructose corn syrup, of course. High fructose corn syrup is an obesogen. That's in every processed food, if not every soda. So there are foods in there that are that are just known obesogens. Then they put in uh, additives that are that are that make food more. Uh, addictive. So we look at the bliss point, right? The bliss point is a perfect combination of fat, sugar, and salt. And food scientists, which all companies hire, like Nabisco and all these places, try to make the food as close as they can to the bliss point. So chips and all these things, because they know the bliss point is a perfect merger of all those three things. And you're more likely to eat that product and love that product and be addicted to that product and buy it more. Think of restaurants. Restaurants don't care about your health. All they care about is you coming back and spending your money at their place. So think of Chili's or wherever you're going to go, Applebee's. So yeah, they could say they really care about your health, but of course they put tons of salt in all their foods, right? Because salt makes the food taste better, salt's addictive and so forth, and of course it bloats us up. And they just want you to come back. So remember, the only person that really cares about your health is you, is you, and Weight Watchers doesn't care about your health. We did that video about 150 episodes before where the white papers came out from Weight Watchers CEO or CFO saying how the business model works out perfectly for us because people who are fat go to Weight Watchers and they'll lose the weight and they thank us for it. But then when they regain it, which they do 85% of the time, they don't blame Weight Watchers rubric. They blame themselves for not having willpower. And then a few months later, they go back to Weight Watchers. And of course, Weight Watchers is just gleefully laughing with greed because they're making so much money off of these idiot people who don't realize that Weight Watchers doesn't work. It doesn't work. Then you look at the big reason why we're getting fatter. It's just emotional issues. We're emotional eaters. We all have intergenerational trauma. We all have spousal trauma. You're, you're married and miserable. Uh, you, you have all the, these depression issues, anxiety issues. And then when we're depressed and, anxiety and anxious, what do we do? We turn to alcohol. We turn to food to comfort ourselves, which just makes the things worse. So one of the big things is, is, is dealing with your, your, your what we call do the deep work. You got to do the deep work. You got to figure out what makes you tick and fill up that hole that you have from childhood or from whatever PTSD you have and fill that up so you don't turn to food. We talk about confessions of an obese child forever. You know, I had a neglectful, aloof mom and, and a rageaholic, alcoholic father. And of course, at a very young age, I turned to food because food didn't yell at me like my father did. And food gave me nurturance, unlike my mother. And that's why I started to eat. And that's why I go, got obese and so forth. So when you realize these connections, and also it helps when you lower the stressors in your life, then you then you can make that connection and be like, okay, I'm not I'm not stressed, or I know that my my dad didn't you know didn't always treat me well, but you know these these this bag of potato chips isn't going to treat me any better. I need to know better. Let me go for a walk, or let me let me do something like that uh, to remedy it. So I mean, you have to make those connections because if you don't make those connections, we're just going to get fatter. Because look. Look at food porn. We did an episode on food porn. All these commercials. You're just watching TV one night and you see a Taco Bell commercial and they, they zoom up on the burrito or the pizza commercial where they zoom up on the guy lifting the slice of pizza and it looks good. They do that to elicit a response from you. To be like, oh, and I'm not even hungry, but oh, I, I want to go to Taco Bell. That looks good. So you're fighting against big food in their food porn. You're fighting against the chemicals in the food. You're fighting against all your emotional 
baggage. You're fighting against a sedentary life, right? Most of us don't want to be dropping to the ground and doing 30 push-ups right now or taking a morning walk and taking an evening walk and exercising during the day like I do. Most people don't want to do that. And then most people, a lot, or a lot of people are working. But but that's not even true because a lot of people who are, who are the fattest are unemployed or on welfare and they're not working, but they don't want to go walk around. So I, there's a lot of excuses being made. And I don't want any of these things to be excuses because you could be like, oh, Gregor, you're right. See, I, I, I'm fat because there's too many additives in the food and, and, and they want us to be fat. And see, I can't do anything about it. That's bullshit. You can do something about it. I did something about it. And I don't want to go down that road like a lot of teachers do. Well, if Bobby got an A on this test and everyone else got Fs, if Bobby can get an A, everybody could get an A. But to a certain extent, this is true. Stop making excuses because ultimately, when you get cancer, when I get cancer, like I have 30 years of binge eating in my life. It's going to catch up to me. When I get cancer, and I talk about this in, in other podcasts, we have to look in the mirror and blame ourselves when we get fat and diseased and sick. So when I get cancer, I have to look in the mirror and say, I caused this to on myself from years of abusing my body. Yeah, I can blame my mom, oh, my mother, my father, but what's the point of that? Okay, that keeps you in a victim mentality and not a survivor and later a thriver mentality. So look in the mirror, are you alcoholics? Yeah, my dad beat me. That's why I became an alcoholic. That's that's horrible. That is sad that that happened. But what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You got to work on it. But when you when you get diagnosed with cirrhosis, when you get diagnosed with cancer, when you get when you get a heart attack at forty two, because you're two hundred ninety pounds, look in the mirror. Okay, this leads to true healing, and say I caused this on myself. Because we want to blame everybody. We want to blame everybody and the food industry and look believe me you know if you've watched my or listen my podcast you know i blame the food industry for a lot but we have to look in the mirror and blame ourselves and fix ourselves so guys obesity is a problem big food big medicine wants us to keep us in a chronic state of disease because they profit off of it because again if you're overweight you're going to go to the doctor the doctor doesn't know any other treatment aside from big pharma drugs because that's what they've been taught so here's a prescription for lisinopril for your hypertension. Here's a prescription for cholesterol, for your cholesterol. Here's a prescription for metformin for your diabetes. So big pharma is profiting from you because you're taking these drugs for 40 years instead of the doctor and you realizing, hey, what are some natural ways I can lose weight? What are some natural ways I can lower my cholesterol or blood pressure? No, but big pharma, they don't want, they don't want doctors to tell you that because half the time the doctors don't even know natural ways to do it because that's not how they were trained and they're too lazy to look it up themselves. So understand, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors at work wanting you to stay fat and diseased, but that's no excuse. You're gonna fight the man, right? Isn't that what the left is all about? Fighting the man, Antifa. Fight, fight the man. Fight. Well, fight the man. Fight the man and say, screw you. I'm gonna lose my weight. All of you can go to hell. You're not gonna profit off of me anymore. Last thing I want to mention is, look, if you want some tips on how to lose weight, I, I've published my book, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. And in that book, I talk about ways, biohacks that I used in the last 30 years to keep my weight off. So if you're suffering from obesity, buy the book. Guys, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the food recipes. I have like 190 of them and a lot of health articles, holistic health articles. And if you want to support the enterprise, because this ain't free. I provide free podcasts, but this ain't free for me. 
There is a PayPal link. Click on PayPal link and you can donate $5, $10, whatever you want. You can make it a monthly donation. You can buy Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, the books on, on Amazon paperback or Kindle. Click on the links or just go to Amazon and search those titles. If you want some one-on-one coaching, uh, contact me through Clarity FM. The links are in the episode notes of this episode and we can talk and I can help you. It could be your guru uh, because let's face it, man, your trainer at the gym who's 24 knows nothing about weight loss and how to keep off weight, but I do. Last thing is if you want to help me out passively, you can go to naturopathicearth.com and click on the food recipes. That takes you to Amazon. And you'll see Amazon links, I should say, on the food recipes. And if you click on those links, it takes you to Amazon. And when you're on Amazon, anything you buy within 24 hours by going through our links, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. Last thing is, of course, we have three podcasts. You're listening to two out of the three right now. Uh, the other one is the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We just did a episode on hyssop essential oils. So we're like on 50, 50 oils now. So please subscribe to all three and post an honest review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.